Coming up on This Week in Games, New Jersey adds a late ban to esports, Facebook announces a level up program for new streamers, and, tired of explaining themselves, Valve opens up the Steam store to almost everyone. Coming up This Week in Games. up everyone i'm eric mcconnell and welcome to this week in games this is the pre-e3 this week in games i won't be covering any of the e3 news that happened on saturday or sunday but we had a pretty busy week so let's get to it okay first off like i just said this is the week before e3 e3 is the biggest consumer really the retail facing convention of the game industry takes place in what looks like an airplane hangar, but it's just a convention center in L.A. And uh, the pre-E3 press conferences, which traditionally didn't even start till Monday, started on Saturday this year because there's so many of them. So we had uh, EA and someone else on Saturday. And then Sunday we had, I think there's Sony and Microsoft. And I think the PC press conferences Sunday as well. Anyways, um... The press conferences are held in a big room. All the major major publishers from Bethesda to, you know, like I said, Sony and Nintendo and so on, create crafted presentations on what to expect for the next year. It all ends up being lies, and then everyone gets mad at them. So in practice, um, it's pretty much just a race to see who can promise the most bullshit and get as much free press coverage as possible. Um, but I'll save that for next week. This week we had a we had a handful of events. I'm going to start off with New Jersey legislators add a late ban on esports. So you remember a few weeks ago, the Supreme Court has lifted its ban on sports betting for the federal government. So it's up to each state to legalize or not legalize um, sports betting. So New Jersey wanted to be you know the trendsetter, so they scrambled as fast as possible to legalize sport betting nationwide, and they added a late addition. In the beginning of June, Governor Phil Murphy approved the latest version of the bill, which had a clause banning esports or video game betting. So reading the commentary on the ban, it seems that there's a fear for, like, a lack of regulation, a history of regulation, and kind of just people being used to what is esports betting and how it will work. I think a lot of this stems from weird things like 2012's Counter-Strike skin betting scandal, which I covered before, and frankly, lawmakers aren't prepared to handle the wide variety of verticals and craziness that come with esports betting, and, you know, all the, basically, all the weird stuff that comes with non-traditional sports betting anyways. On top of that, esports players themselves don't even make that much money, depending on the esport, so (laughs) there's probably more money in rigging matches than there is in actually winning tournaments um new jersey was the first state to rush out a bill after the supreme court ban on sports betting was lifted so we'll have to see how other states cough 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 california treat esports betting and uh see who follows suit so next up facebook announces a level up program for fledgling streamers facebook has fell to trap top established streamers for their Facebook games, I think it's fb.gg, um, and is now pivoting their efforts to find and keep the next generation of game streamers. The Level Up program that I mentioned includes 
Revenue features where streamers can earn revenue by encouraging viewers to purchase and send virtual goods during live streams. So basically just burn money and waste it. Um, Level Up members also receive the Facebook Stars feature, which I assume is some kind of weird IMDB for people who try to make money off Facebook. Special access to Facebook support. That's worthless. A profile badge, also worthless. And occasional access to beta live stream features probably also worthless so not much is being offered for this but uh to be eligible for the program streamers must have a gaming video creator page and broadcast four hours over a 14-day period of their application and oh and have 100 followers so you can head to facebook or fb.gg to get started on that what i want to know is like what is stopping a streamer from simultaneously streaming the same stream on YouTube, gaming, Facebook, and Twitch all at once, and trying to acquire and mass collect all the benefits of all three programs? Well, I mean, I don't think anyone makes you sound exclusivity contracts, so that'd be an interesting thing to check out. But it's pretty crazy to see that we started, for me, back in, like, I think it was Evo... 2009 was like streamed in 120i or something (laughs) and all the way down the line you know we went from there to amazon google and facebook battling to acquire game streaming talent it's kind of just crazy but hopefully something will shake out and we'll have a more kind of clear path to what is game streaming and how it works and how people get there and maybe higher quality things than people with fake mustaches playing PUBG all day. So, next up, tired of explaining themselves, Valve decides to just open up the Steam store to almost anyone. So after tons of backlash, Valve decides they don't want to be the one to decide what is and is not allowed on Steam. So officially, Steam will be open to all games except for, I quote, anything illegal or trolling. So in this sense, I imagine trolling is just a catch-all so they can aggro-ban things as they need to CB or whatever the phrase is. Um, Pretty interesting. I have to agree with Valve, even though most people say it's a cop-out. I mean, they really shouldn't be the ones kind of going through and deciding what is or isn't on their platform. It's just a platform, after all. And once they start curating the platform based on, like, what their personal beliefs are then it kind of becomes something more than a platform and then yeah so makes sense um i assume they're probably not going to show like mature or like kind of uh controversial things to people and you'd have to find that like specifically through a link or something but yeah i mean I don't know why people are freaking out. Valve just gets yelled at whether they do or don't let uh, mature content or other related stuff on there. And, you know, I heard a I heard a good example. It's like I don't know. Think of like a terrible game, right? Where you're like you're just murdering people, like like it's a snuff film, like the old uh, Manhunt games. But then, like, how much different is GTA V than the old Manhunt games? And then, which of those should be on? Which of those shouldn't be on Steam? So things like that, like, why even bother? You can't win those battles because you're just going to piss off half the people, no matter how logical you are. So good for Valve. Um, So coming out of WWDC, we have iOS Store now officially supports free trials. And so what was it? 
janky workaround, to be honest, is now officially being supported by Apple. Apple made the announcement on WWDC this past week. And uh, really, so you can just basically set up either a time-free trial so you can play or use some app for whatever amount of days for free and then you have to pay to continue to use it. Or you can um, kind of just play the sub-feature version of some game or app and then pay to unlock all the features. Basically, I think Apple, and rightfully so, is taking a hard look at like all the in-app purchase games that kind of just um, are just developers preying on users with gambling addictions. And I think they're taking a hard look and trying to figure out slowly the process of supporting developers who don't implement this terrible user experience. Because, I mean, if we look at what's going to happen 10 years down the line, I think uh, obviously the market will probably be more educated on this and then on like, you know, paying $1,000 a week to play some terrible mobile game. And you'll probably see a backlash on this. So good for Apple to kind of uh, take this into control. And hopefully developers who do do a premium model or implement these free trials will get better coverage on their search and ranking algorithms. And then developers who just prey on people with terrible games that just use gambling techniques and in-app purchases will get uh, lower ranks. So if you guys don't know this already, Apple used to flat out have a pretty transparent search and ranking thing on the app store right and they kind of like put a black box over now so now they can control more of what is or isn't surface so if you type in general terms like baseball game um before you could actually you'd see much more popular games and so on and so on but now apple limits the number of results they show you for like baseball game and uh yeah hopefully they'll bury some of those terrible game implementations and finally round out this news we have the drama of the week so this is an indiegogo story a while ago probably over a year now the sinclair zx spectrum vega plus console was announced on indiegogo it promised a handheld i'm going to quote handheld lcd games console with a thousand licensed games inside that you can connect to your tv it basically looked like a kind of I guess a more advanced version of a PSP or what like the third generation PSP might look like. It was 366% funded and claimed to be complete by the developers. This seemed like a no-brainer pretty much for anyone who was curious in handheld consoles or homebrewed consoles or, you know, I mean, it was pretty cheap. So I, I probably would have bought one if uh, I really looked at this Indiegogo campaign back then. But in March... 2017, Indiegogo stopped them from raising any more money. They prevented any more funding through the crowdsourcing site and claimed that the Vega Plus is more than six months behind on schedule. So they gave them a a lot of drama unfolded, and Indiegogo basically said, okay, we're not going to come after you, but you have to start shipping final versions of the product by May. Okay, then May came around and they said, okay, you have till mid-June because the developers claimed they were done and they're ready to ship. So Indiegogo said, you have till mid-June. And then in the beginning of June, they just flat out, um, a couple of things went down. So one of the biggest issues was Sky, which is kind of like 
the DirecTV in the UK, but even like bigger. Sky is disputing IP-related claims against the Vega Plus team. And on top of that, most of the original project leads have left development and are no longer associated with the project. So the company says it wants to deliver backers of the console by June 15th deadline. But Indiegogo's had enough. They've called in debt collectors to recoup some of the 500,000 pounds raised. And uh, yeah, it's kind of just a bloodbath right now. So the way I look at it, this is good and bad. So the good news is Indiegogo is actually doing something about this crap, unlike Kickstarter, who's let hundreds and hundreds and millions of dollars um, just get uselessly crowd uh source to these games that never did anything i remember there was a game that raised like three hundred and seventy thousand dollars, and they literally did not show one in-game gameplay video or anything and claimed they ran out of money in development okay so at least indiegogo is finally going after these companies the bad is is anytime anything like this happens there's a lot of press coverage and then people don't feel safe and secure um participating in crowdfunding so drama of the week and let's run down some quick business news paradox interactive acquires harebrained scheme so this is rumored to be a 7.5 million dollar acquisition paradox interactive they're a giant publisher known for mid-level double a games so think about something up above the highest quality indie games below you know your activision blizzard um naughty dog level games mainly they focus on very niche titles that are complex like 4x strategy games historical strategy games and online service games so harebrained schemes is known for the BattleTech kickstarter that did exceptionally well and was published by drumroll paradox interactive so i guess paradox interactive you know after the kickstarter did much better didn't expect it they just went ahead and acquired the studio that was making the BattleTech game i don't know good bad 7.5 million is a lot and BattleTech isn't exactly you know an ip that screams modern enthusiasm you know actually quick background story for those of you who don't know BattleTech's an anime from the 80s in america but what it really is is they took three animes in japan and then combined them into one through cuts and editing and renamed it Battletech in America. Or no, that was Robotech. Damn. Battletech. Battletech. Oh, wait. Battletech is the ripoff of... Um, it's like a ripoff of MechWarrior. That's right. Oh, man. That's rough. That's even worse than what I thought it was. Damn. So, 7.5 million for like the second tier Mech Warrior IP? I don't know. Come on, Paradox. You're better than that. <laughs> All right, so some quick news Xenoblade developer Monolith Studios opens a new studio in Itabashi neighborhood of Tokyo. It'll be joining the other Tokyo studio and their Kyoto studio. They've yet to announce what they'll be working on, but. I mean, all the money's on a Switch-exclusive JRPG because that's what pays the bills for Monolith. Next up, J.J. Abrams Entertainment Company Bad Robot opens a new studio with Tencent. I guess this is the Tencent acquisition of the week, but uh, they claim they're doing high-quality indie games. Uh, Steven Spielberg did this a while back. A lot of com- uh, big-name Hollywood people have open game studios, and they were all terrible, so... 
I don't think J.J. Abrams' uh, Bad Robot Game Studio with Tencent will be any different. So this next news is kind of interesting. And it's interesting because uh, it's pretty... It's a pretty bad move by a pretty famous company. Supercell drops $5 million in Redemption Games. Okay, for those of you who don't know, Redemption Games is a North County, San Diego-based company. North County, San Diego is where I used to work. I worked at Zynga and Rockstar there, and I always knew about Redemption Games. They were founded in 2015. Uh, I've seen people go in and out of there, and you know what I've never seen come out of there? an actual game. So it's pretty weird that Supercell drops $5 million on them because they can't have had any money left to even keep their doors open. And the $5 million was for a minority stake, which means Supercell can't even push them around and force them to finally, finally release whatever they've been working on. I don't really know how they managed. They must have had connections or something at Supercell. I don't know how they managed to get $5 million. I can't get $5 million. But uh, apparently they can. So I guess, I don't know. If you can't ship it, you shouldn't stay open. So three years to make a mobile game and you haven't released anything. And now you just got another $5 million from Supercell. It's just rough. I don't I don't understand. But their money, not mine. Finally, PlayVS raises $15 million. PlayVS's goal Make amateur esports. Amateur esports. Do you know what amateur means? Amateur means we don't pay people. So they want to make an esports league for people who don't want to get money for winning esports tournaments. So how do you do this? Well, you follow follow what other amateur league makes tons of money, high school and colleges. So their goal is to make an amateur esports leagues for high schools. And they got $15 million for it. A lot of the funding, surprisingly, comes from groups that have connections to either like NBA, NFL, or NHL teams, and groups that have funded uh, Riot and other big companies. So, I don't know, maybe people are hedging their bets, but hopefully we don't have high school esports where they don't pay people money for winning, but they just make tons of money off uh quote-unquote regulating high school esports players doesn't even make sense because it's not like you're going to lose your eligibility for a college scholarship if you go out and win a league of legends tournament and make a few uh thousand dollars so i don't know whatever why not and so that's pretty much rounds up this week pretty boring pretty tamed week and like i mentioned at the top that's because we have e3 this next week And so I'll be breaking down E3 when we probably see Battle Royale versions of everything. Why not? Metroid Battle Royale, Mario Battle Royale, Pikmin Battle Royale, everything Battle Royale. So until next week, I'm Eric McConnell. I'll see you guys later. Bye.